0: Sports, the local sports leader.
1: It's not just him, man. This isn't, you know, the first time. Uh, you know, we're just trying to find ways to, to deal with it. For um, everybody to say blame it too much, you know, the game was on live TV, so you, know, you can go rewatch it and, and see where the frustrations coming from.
2: That is Devin Booker on the frustration of the Phoenix Suns, who lose one twenty-two to one eleven last night to the Los Angeles Lakers. Their uh, record drops to thirty-eight and thirty-four in the process. And in any NBA game. Bick, you can look over, you can watch it, you can pour over box scores, you can pick out themes or numbers or stats that really stand out. The stat that is standing out, at least from the Phoenix Suns' viewpoint, is this stat. 46 free throw attempts for the Los Angeles Lakers. In the same 48-minute span, the Mm -hmm. Phoenix Suns had 20. Monty Williams came in for his post-game press conference. And there's pressure mounting on Monty Williams on a number of different fronts, and the way he handles these situations is one of those things that's mounting. He was asked one question;
3: he gave one lengthy answer. I I spoke with Joe last week. I can sit here and rant and rave about what I feel like is not a fair whistle. It's just not. With 46 free throws, we're doing the we're attacking the rim. I'm getting explanations about. Um, we're taking too many jump shots, mid-range jump shots. Like it, we're playing a physical game. They, they had 27 free throws in the first half. They end up with 46. When do you see a game with 46 free throws for one team? Like that's that's just not that's not right. I don't care how you slice it, it's happening to us too much. Other teams are reaching, other teams are hitting, and we're not getting the same call. And I'm tired of it. It's just it's old. 46 to. 20 free throws with Devin Booker on our team. He gets 12. Josh gets, I mean, that our bench had no free throws. That's just, I'm over it. I've been talking about the same thing for a while. It doesn't matter what team it is. Last game, Shea gets, 19, I think he had 19 free throws. And it's old. I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job. We, we understand that. But that, that's a huge disparity. 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20. That's it. That's all I got to say.
2: That was the press conference. There okay. was more to that loss than the officiating. Oh, but yeah. Monty Williams, he went
0: there. He did it. But did he do enough to even draw attention to it? And, and even that was about as radical as you're going to get yes. from Monty to where about halfway through it, you're saying, does this guy really believe anything he is saying? And maybe he believes some of it, but but explain to me how this is the same guy who will tell you after a practice, it's on us. We need to play defense without fouling. Okay, and so, so what I would really like to do, I think the productive thing to do here is to really dig into this and figure out what in the hell we are talking about. Because after the game last night, Devin Booker flat out said with a, with a stone cold, straight face that we all know there's an agenda that are being there's agendas that are being pushed is what he said.
2: Here's uh, here's Booker okay. making that comment.
1: Uh, well, I got some in the second half. You know, I'm not going to seriously. I didn't shoot any free throws tonight. Um, this is more than I usually shoot, but you know, after the game is controlled in the first half and we're down twenty to thirty free throws, it's kind of easier for them to give us some after that. So you know, I, I like like Chris said, like I watch these games every night, so I kind of what's going on I understand the, the agendas that are being pushed and you know trying to just get that out of my head and go out there and compete it, it is my goal every time.
2: And, I look, agenda comes up, and you're like, oh, what? that's a strong word. And then you're like, ah, I don't want to believe that. But then maybe you got footage from the Los Angeles Lakers home television broadcast where after a timeout that uh, a foul was committed by a Phoenix Suns player, D'Angelo Russell comes to the Lakers bench and says this. Scott
1: Foster reffing, y'all. Yeah. y'all. Scott.
4: Foster.
2: Scott Foster reffing, y'all. Scott Foster. And we know about the Scott Foster rules <laughs> and the fear, remember in the finals run, the fear that Suns fans had every morning mm-hmm. running to their computers to yep. check to see who was officiating that that night's game so they could see if, in their mind, their team had a chance to win. I Look, I, I can say this beyond the shadow of a doubt. Defensively, the Suns are a mess right now. And part of that mess is they commit... Way way too many fouls, mm-hmm. especially the bench. And we talked about that earlier in the week before this game even happened. Vic, on the other side of it, you know we we tout the Suns as the monsters of the mid range, and they've got a bunch of guys that are comfortable shooting in that mid range area and shooting from three point territory. You're not going to get fouls out there. Shea Gilgis Alexander
0: is the blueprint player on
2: how to get to the free throw line if you're frustrated. And Devin mm-hmm. Booker did get to the free throw line last night. He did. Nobody else did. But,
0: but even in hearing what Devin Booker said, even that in his explanation was part of some grand conspiracy that the free throw discrepancy was terrible until the second half. And then they were they, making up for then it. we will make up for it and make it look OK on a box score. What in the hell are we talking about? Do we really believe this sport is rigged? That's the question I'm asking, because Al McCoy does. James Jones does. Monty Williams does. Devin Booker does. Luka Doncic does. I could go on and on and on. It's, it is absolutely despicable that the sport has digressed into this. And, and again, this Monty Williams thing, what bothers me about this is so I have heard Monty Williams from last year's playoffs through this year. Do this act back and forth where during the calm, reflective, strategic ambiance of a practice, we got to get better. That's on us. We talk about them too much. We let them get in our heads. We have to get tough. We have to play through it. Then you get a game like last night, and Devin Booker, matter of factly, yeah, I see agendas being pushed. I'm trying to get it out of my head, but I watch these games every night, Chris and I, and we see the same things. What is he saying? What exactly is Devin Booker
2: saying? I and and why exactly would a league agenda be focused on the Phoenix Suns? A right. team a team that's never really hurt anybody.
4: Now I was wondering when he said that last night, was the agenda against the Suns or for the Lakers? But if we are sensing a larger trend that goes beyond just okay. last night, I guess it would be against if, the Suns. It, no,
2: it would I, I I think that's a great question. I mean, how, how desperately does the NBA want the Los Angeles Lakers to be in the playoffs? Right. I mean, one of their broadcast partners, ESPN, you turn on programming after a Lakers game, mm-hmm. and the amount of rooting that's going on for oh, them to make disgusting. the playoffs is nauseating. So it's easy to make that connection. They weren't in the playoffs last year. They uh-huh. don't want two, two postseasons without King LeBron.
0: Right. Near the end of his career? Can't have that. So, uh, again, so I I think I I really want to know if this is just idle whinings of a basketball team that is way too soft. And I'm not talking about on the court. I'm talking about between the years. Mm -hmm. That they cannot get refs out of their heads. And again, and, and I hate it when anybody does it last night and props to Jeff Van Gundy for anybody who watched the Mavericks uh, Golden State game. Uh, Dave Pash made a comment that Luca actually looked reserved last night and he did. And and Jeff Van Gundy wasn't having. It. He's like, what? You're saying that guy's reserved? Quit being a mouthpiece for the league. This is from Jeff Van Gundy to Dave Pash on the broadcast. <laughs> On the broadcast, Luca comes down on a possession where the Mavericks have the ball, and he's talking to the ref. He's not even engaged. He's not even in the play. I
2: know the possession that you're talking about, and he was on the right side of the court in the corner, and he was engaging an official, and he wasn't paying attention. And a player who had the ball looked at Luca as maybe
0: to pass and then went elsewhere. They were playing four on five in that moment. As as I have gotten older and as I I have gotten smarter, I've also become incredibly appalled at the level of corruption that's in every major institution in this country. <laughs> I mean, from healthcare to education to the media, you name it. Finance. You name it. We are busted. So would it surprise me if the NBA was corrupt? Not anymore. If if you'd asked me this ten years ago, I would have laughed in your face. Not anymore. I, not with the corruption, with every element of society that we have now. But, but, the story keeps changing with the Phoenix Suns here. It, campaign after the game. The problem is, is our stars don't get no calls. Okay, Monty Williams after the game said, look at our bench. Our bench didn't get any free throws. What are you asking for? What are you saying the issue? When, when everybody in this organization. When every broadcaster in this organization obsesses over officiating, what are you talking about? Are you saying the Suns are are the victim of a grand conspiracy? Is this where we're at?
2: Well, this is where, uh, where I think this is at right now, specifically to the Phoenix Suns. And you know me, and you've known me for a long time. I don't think there's such... Uh, the, the rare... Well-officiated game in the NBA is a thing. I I, I walk away from most oh, games, yeah. whether okay. I'm courtside or watching on television, thinking that was a horribly officiated game. But where it is right now with the Suns is in their heads. Oh. And oh, they are a team that is struggling oh, oh. to win and do other things that contribute to winning. And this is a convenient crutch for them to fall back on. And that can manifest itself cool. and have really really damaging So effect. I'm going to
0: turn this right back on Monty Williams. He either has got to get better as a head coach and get this out of his team's heads or he's got to make a bigger deal out of this and get this and lay this out here in a, in a setting that is not post game where you can make a statement, look at a box score, drop the mic and walk out. How about address this in a real intellectual way after practice someday and tell the rest of the world what it is you're really thinking? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't hate that idea. It's hard to do now when I'm you're 38 to 33 I'm and you're so gripping onto fourth place. Hearing, this is a recurring nightly thing with this basketball team.
2: I haven't asked you the question yet. Did you think last night's game was well officiated?
0: I, I I'm like you. I don't. I rarely think that any game is well officiated. <laughs> but I but I never come away from these games going, oh, this was this was rigged. Yeah, we'll stay on this topic
2: because this is
0: the big topic of the Suns
2: game and the now for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and
3: Murata mornings, Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
1: It's been the last few games, you said after Milwaukee, um, after OKC, um, and now tonight, you know, it's just, 46 is too much. You know, if it's 40 to 20, or even 35 to 20, maybe, but 46 to 20, that's way too many. And that's obviously taking away you guys' aggressiveness. and defense. it takes away transition opportunities, it lets teams set their defense up. It's very important, um, and just being in the bonus of the whole entire quarter, like you can't play the type of defense that you want to so there's so many layers of it to pull back in. You know, that's why you know, I feel like it's out
2: control. That's Devin Booker after the game last night talking about the foul differential impacting the way the Suns play. The 46 free throws shot by the uh, Lakers last night, Bick, the second most in any game, any regulation game this year in the NBA. Uh, the Knicks, oh, excuse me, Portland shot 51 in an overtime win over the Knicks. Detroit shot 49 in a double overtime win over the over the Spurs. Uh, the only team that has shot more in regulation, Oklahoma City in a win over Houston. Uh, and then the Lakers with 46 yeah. and Orlando that was without LeBron James on the court. That was without LeBron James on the court. Um, it is like every soundbite we have from the Phoenix Suns postgame. And we played the entirety of the Monty Williams press conference, which is a minute 21 on this subject. But it's the only thing that came up. Mm-hmm in questions slash answers to Phoenix Suns personnel last night. It's not the, you know, did it contribute to a loss? Certainly. I mean, when you have that big of a free throw differential, 26%. Free throw differential—that's that's pretty rare territory. So it certainly contributed. The Suns have other issues that they need to worry about, and if they're so focused on the officiating, yeah. that does not bode well.
0: No, that doesn't. And and I, I'm right there with you. And, and to me, this is where this is where Monty Williams has got to do something different because this has been going on too long. And, and to hear how deep these refs are in the heads of their players to the point where, again, Devin Booker and Chris Paul to to be sharing a brain and to be saying we know the agendas they're pushing that's that to me is beyond unhealthy it really really is and it and even if it is true even if the worst case scenario were true that the nba is sitting around going i don't like that phoenix suns team at all i i don't like their mascot i don't like their dancers their pa guys pretty good but i don't <laughs> one thing I, they got going I for them i don't like anything else about them Forget this team. Let's 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 crater this team. Even if you believe that, you would have to find a tougher, more steely, more stoic demeanor to compete and win this game than you are showing right now. They sound like a bunch of whiners, is what they sound like. I, I mean, this obsession with officiating—it is not becoming of a championship team. It just isn't. And Monty Williams, for all the great stuff he's done, he better get this situation wrestle to the ground.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if it's going to happen. And there's this weird range of of response to what Monty Williams did last night. I tweeted during the game that with the differential being what it was and acknowledging hey, there's other issues going on, but Monty Williams needs to go full Bobby Knight here. Full Bobby Knight. Throw a chair. Now, does he, does he have the, the profanity in him? No, he's not built that way. He doesn't have, he's not, a, he's not you know, on, the, on the range of coach fieriness. He's not near the top of that scale. But sometimes you've got to take one. Sometimes you've got to get the $30,000 fine. Sometimes you've got to take the ejection. How many times do we see it over the course of a baseball season? A manager in protection of his players will get tossed from the game sacrificing himself exactly. for the greater good. And we used to do this and I don't even want to go back to these days because they were so painful. I I ran across an old thing we used to do with the big voice guy. Did Igor Kokoshkov get a technical foul? Because we were no. talking about it then
0: too and the answer was always no. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh so so again when I take a look at this you, you got to ask yourself from a from a 30,000 foot view the NBA's clearly got an issue here but ask yourself what is getting more play today Luka Doncic making a money gesture to the officials on the court or Monty Williams complaining about a stat on a box score and walking out a press conference. We've all seen the latter. I agree with you. If you are going to go down this route and you really honestly believe your basketball team is getting uh, the short end of the stick... And 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 put it this way: If Monty doesn't, then he needs to have some conversations with his players because it's pretty deep in their players' minds. You just read yeah. these quotes, and it's like whatever he's saying to them about playing through officials, they're having a hard time hearing him. And he's the guy that's got to get their minds right. Yeah. And so either either you as the head coach, you believe this is a huge issue, the, the, then you need to bring attention to it. You need, and that requires full on Fred Van Vliet. That's what it requires.
2: That didn't make that official any better. Again, he admitted a blown call at the end of the game last night in in Minnesota that could have affected the outcome. Yeah. Uh, Some of the reaction on the FanDuel text line. Um Sorry, Bickley, but they have every right to feel this way in this case. It's one thing if it's SGA or Giannis constantly getting calls, but when Austin Reeves gets 13 foul shots, one more than Book, I'd be pissed too. Then on the other end of the spectrum, sore losers. Every time you guys lose, it's a ref show, supposedly. Take that loss on the chin and move on. Uh, what is this agenda and why? Some criticism to Monty Monty will not stand up for his players during the game. He never does. he needs to go, so there's people building that case too uh it it, it it's all coming from the same place it's all coming from the same point of frustration mm-hmm. yeah. but there's different there's different tentacles off off this story, and if the starsers don't get this corrected soon. And that, and what they can control is how many times they foul. It, yes. And playing well, better defense and better position defense. Cause I'll tell you what, Sacramento, they're coming, they're going there tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. They shoot a ton of free throws. Joel Embiid shoots a ton of free throws. This lingers on. In your heads for two more games, and you have two more losses on top of two more games of frustration. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a bad place to be on Monday morning. And
0: again, as somebody who witnessed that Maverick series up close and personal as you did. I'm not trying to exclude myself, but uh, we saw a basketball team become unglued because of the officiating. On the highest stage of basketball, or near the highest stage, they became unglued. Yeah, Devin Booker was chasing refs around the court in the playoffs last year. That is a basketball team off the rails, and that can't happen again, and yet it's starting to happen again. So here's here's my deal. So either it's an issue or it's not. There are words and there's reality. If you believe it's an issue, then it is incumbent now on the leaders of this team to make it such and to demand the league do something about this because it is in your players' heads. It and is. it's not getting out. That's pretty obvious. What, you, what you're saying about move your feet, play defense, get your hands up higher, quit slapping down, quit reaching, that ain't working. Because oh, you're getting the same results
2: every night. And let's face it, too. I mean, the, the reality of the situation with the personnel they have available. With no DeAndre Ayton, who has a big in this league, does a good job of avoiding fouls for the most part. Now with him on the sideline, you have Bismack Biambo and Jock Landale with extended minutes. And both of those guys are walking fouls right now. Both
0: offensively and defensively. So, so I think now if you wanted to drill this down a step further, because I do not believe the Phoenix Suns are, uh, contrary to a lot of people, I do not believe the Phoenix Suns are a victim of a grand conspiracy. Unlike you, I do believe the reputation and the antics of the former owner probably did not make things any better. The biggest question really to me is, is there a conspiracy against Devin Booker? Is it true that the Suns' star player doesn't get free throws, doesn't get fouls? And if that is true, then what do you do about it?
2: I I wish I had the answers to this. I'm scrolling down to see.
0: I don't think
5: that wouldn't be unprecedented where refs sort of like don't like a certain player and maybe officiate them a little differently because they are tired of that person complaining a lot, mm-hmm. tired of the style that mm-hmm. they play, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We've seen that sort of uh-huh. throughout the huh.
4: Did Devin Booker start out complaining, though, or did it take him time to get frustrated with the situation to then start complaining?
2: It's always been, I think that it's been a pretty constant frustration. The reaction to it early in his career was, you play on an 18-win team. What have you accomplished? You Shut up you're not going to get those yeah. whistles you're not going to get those whistles yeah, yeah. Come, come to me after you're an all star come to me after you win a playoff series now he's done all those things and yeah. and and look yeah we, we we know it exists. We know the star treatment exists in the NBA yeah.
0: so uh, so I don't know I, I I don't know if there's an easy solution. I do know that that there are levels of star treatment as Jeff van gundy pointed out last night the amount of the amount of stuff these officials willingly absorb from luca it's it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre that they allow that guy to whine and chatter and complain. Oops. Yet, yet he. But, but Luca, what Luca does better than Devin Booker is he balances it with. Okay, my bad. Okay. Hi, yeah, hi. and there's a, there's a level of friendliness to it. I don't know if Devin Booker engages to that. Uh, from the outside, it doesn't look like he really suffers that. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would – he strikes me as a hardcore dude who is not going to play that game. No, who there's no sway there. not going to kiss up to officials.
2: There's no sway, but I'm pretty sure Devin Booker's never given the money sign to officials in, uh, in response to a call either. I'm real curious to see what the ramifications are.
0: No, yeah, but then then you think about the Luka special during the playoffs last year when he fell down the way he did and then reacted the way he did. Refs aren't going to dig that. So, again, define the problem for me. If you're a Suns fan who really believes strongly, define what you're feeling and tell me why and then tell me what the solution is. Let's just stop this perpetual whining that we're getting screwed by the officials. You make it sound so easy. It's not easy. I'm not
4: saying it's easy, but it goes nowhere. It's a futile exercise. It's a dog chasing its tail. The
2: solution for the Suns is honestly this, and it is easy. DeAndre Aiden, get healthy. Kevin Durant, get healthy. And maybe you're equipped to overcome a free throw differential. Because their style of play is not going to change. They're not all of a sudden going to become a team that drives with their hair on fire to the basket, living at the free throw line. Uh, Again, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, the big stories of the day. Rush Hour reboot style with Sarah Cazell. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up
5: to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona
2: built for America's dreams.
4: Welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot, everyone, here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We always talk about the top stories of the day at this time every single day. I'm Sarah Cazell taking you through those stories with the returned Dan Bickley. Hey! Welcome back, Dan Bickley. Thank you, Ruthless. Great to have you here. Vince Murata. You, that's a foul. <laughs> Was that Adam Sandler?
5: Yeah,
2: what'd you think of that movie, Vinny? I've watched it a thousand times. What is it? Eight Crazy Nights. Oh. It's a cartoon. I never saw that. It's a Maratha a tradition. Me and the boys. We didn't do it this way. Every, every Hanukkah, Hanukkah you watch it. We, every Hanukkah, we watch
4: it. Is anyone on this planet more committed to Adam Sandler than you? Maybe his wife? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Rob Schneider? <laughs> maybe. maybe. I'm not so sure. <laughs> maybe. David uh, Spade? Maybe. <laughs> Jarrett Carlin is here as well. And now it's time for Did Igor Kakashkov get a technical foul last night?
2: No, Jared. I'll just throw this out there since you brought it up. Uh, at some point before this show comes to its uh, its end, we have to have Adam Sandler as a guest. There, there. There's your your challenge.
4: Are we planning for this show All right. to end? <laughs>
2: No, do him, I need no, to look I'm just, for it? Okay. i have just given him plenty of time. Oh,
4: <laughs> giving him some lead time. He yeah. does need some lead time. Oh, okay, that's fine. All right, we'll 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 reach out to the agent. Okay. Vic's um, like,
0: oh, yeah, that guy again. I don't want to interview him again. <laughs> oh, he was so pleasant the first time, didn't
4: he? <laughs> Ooh, that he's, he's oh. better
0: than Jeremy Piven. I was just going to say, I'll get yeah. Piven on again. <laughs> yeah, don't do
5: that. Do that so when low I'm Piven and self-help. Yeah.
4: Goodness gracious. All right, officiating uh, has been a very hot topic of conversation on this show. Today, this week, around Suns fans lately, it is um, kind of dominating the conversation around the Suns right now. Um, and they've and they have faced a, a pretty significant free throw discrepancy recently. Last night, they got to the line twenty times compared to forty six times in their loss to the Lakers one twenty two one eleven. Devin Booker said after the game that the team is frustrated. You
1: know, we're just trying to find ways to, to deal with it. Um, playing the you know, the game was on live TV. So you, know, you can go rewatch it and, and see where the frustration is
3: coming from.
4: Monty Williams didn't just say he is frustrated. You could hear it.
3: Other teams are reaching. Other teams are hitting. And we're not getting the same call. And I'm tired of it. It's just, it's old. 46 to 20 free throws with Devin Booker on our team. He gets 12. Josh gets, I mean, that our bench had no free throws. That's just, I'm over it. I've been talking about the same thing for a while. It doesn't matter what team it is. Last game, Shea gets, 19, I think he had 19 free throws. And it's old. I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job. We, we understand that. But that that's a huge disparity. 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20. That's it. That's all I got to say.
4: 46 to 20. 46 to 20! <laughs> uh, that noise, by the way, was him uh, th- shooting himself off the dais and taking off. So gotcha. Very, very frustrated. Uh, what do you guys think is a bigger issue for the Phoenix Suns right now? How they are being officiated and how it is impacting them or, or how the Suns perceive that they're being impacted by officiating or... The actual on-court product that they are putting out with their bench, their depth, their injuries... Their lack of a consistent second shooter. What is yeah. really the bigger? Yeah, issue? To, to me, clearly, it's the latter. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested
0: in seeing where this Devin Booker narrative goes. I'm really interested to see if the Suns are <clears throat> maybe paying a price for being a foul baiting team to the point that they were. I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker they're 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 in they're in a different realm in terms of flopping and falling down after every jump shot and Rip all through. that kind of stuff. I would like to know if there's a clap back to that. I would like because this idea that the Suns don't get fouls, I'm rejecting that. Now if you're telling me that their star player doesn't get it, I've seen that with my own eyes. Is it a conspiracy? I know this. This basketball team better get these officials out of their heads. Yeah, I agree with Bick. I think that of of the two issues you
2: brought up, it's the latter. The the real issue is that these things are intersecting right now. The Phoenix Suns have been outshot at the free throw line pretty consistently all year long. When they've got their personnel on the floor, whether it was pre-trade or after-trade, they can overcome it. They can win games. They are not equipped to overcome any sort of difference right now, especially a big difference. And I think that frustration, the pressure, the reaction. The reality of we've got 10 games left in this season and we got to get our act together or else we're going to be a big disappointment is setting in.
0: And you also know the NBA, um, it's a swagger, full league. And teams have to feel good about themselves to perform well. This team knows it's not whole. This team knows how dominant they look for a minute with Kevin Durant. They know how good they've been. And then to start
4: being in these stretches now, you don't want to look that in the face. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially You want to say it's their fault. Yes, with 10 regular season games left, as Vince just pointed out. Yeah. Okay, so they've lost five of their last six. And they do have some really important, really tough games coming up. They are at the Kings tomorrow night. They host the seven. on Saturday. They're at the Jazz on Monday, and then they host the Timberwolves and the Nuggets later next week. Without DeAndre Ayton, I don't know when he's coming back, and Kevin Durant, same. When do the Suns get their next win? Again, at Sacramento, hosting Philly, at the Jazz, hosting the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. I'm going to be hopeful about it. I can't even go there
2: with a straight face. I, I don't think tomorrow's going to go very well in Sacramento, <laughs> quite yeah. honestly. They're coming off a loss.
0: I, um, I think they're going to get Saturday's game. And it just, it just, it, and the only reason I say that is the 76ers are traveling and they're coming off a back-to-back. I, I, it, and it doesn't make any sense. That's just what I'm going to predict. Okay. I'll say they're going to lose Friday and they're going to win Saturday. I'll say Monday
4: in Utah. Okay. Yeah that's a fair prediction. All right, let's quickly get to the Arizona Cardinals. Earlier in the show, you were talking about DeAndre Hopkins and the ongoing question of will he or will he not be traded? And how much can the Cardinals realistically uh, get for him in return? Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback posted a mailbag yesterday. He tried to tackle that topic. What will the Cardinals get in return for DeAndre Hopkins? And he wrote, the Cardinals simply will not get what they have asked for, which is a second round pick and another Asset Breer wrote that he thinks the Cardinals return will look more like what the Texans got trading Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys, which was a fifth rounder for this year and a sixth rounder for next year. So what is the minimum, guys, if the Cardinals aren't going to get what they want? What is the minimum that you would trade DeAndre Hopkins for? And when would it cease to be worth it to basically give him away?
2: I, I think me and Bick are on different planes on this one. I, I think it's to the point, and if it if it's not, it's close. The Cardinals are talking to a lot of teams. They know what the best offer is out uh-huh. there. Get whatever you can. I, I I don't think it's I don't think the Cardinals can be in the business of employing and keeping players around that don't necessarily want to be here or to contribute to what they're trying to build, whatever that may be. So yeah, it's going to be underwhelming. But if it's you know a fourth and a fifth or whatever it is, I think you got to take it and move on.
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm I'm going hardcore on this. I, if if it's only for show, I'm going to make a song and a dance about. Okay, he's off the market. You you clowns are just bringing me garbage back he's off the market stop calling there's that tact and then see what happens
4: yeah that's what i would do i like that how badly do you really want this guy yeah we know what we have in him
0: we don't need to lose him no no one said arizona cardinals in the year 2023 of our lord you must trade deandre hopkins no one said that he's under contract they paid a premium for him they've allowed him to do his deal in terms of not practicing, all that stuff. They absorbed a PED suspension. I wouldn't blame them one minute for being hardcore about this and yeah. saying, not until the offers get better. I
4: like that. Can't hurt? No. Yeah. Maybe it could. <laughs> it could. <laughs> well... You might get stuck with him.
2: <laughs> but stuck with a great player. Yeah. If he And if he plays, who knows? It, okay. Yeah. Maybe it expedites things. things. We'll see. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Thank I'll you. I'll reboot Rush Hour Reboot every morning at 7.30. At least in Dan Bickley's two-day absence, we finally got resolution on the Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers situation. Oh, oh, wait. wait. That, did, that didn't oh, happen? <laughs> Will we ever? Uh, that and more NFL hash marks next. Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports,
0: the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. This?
5: I don't think Lamar's panicking at all. I don't think he's really worried about this. He's just saying, listen, my talents are are there for the taking. A team is going to come along, and if they don't, he will end up back in Baltimore. And I think the relationship, it's not spoiled because it hasn't been, you know, a bunch of catfighting back and forth. It's just about, show me the money, baby. That's
2: Robert Griffin III on Get Up on uh, ESPN yesterday, talking about the lack of panic from Lamar Jackson and his contract situation. Now, while you were gone, Dan Bickley, I'm sure you followed the story that, uh, Lamar Jackson's people apparently were reaching out to teams saying, yeah, he's ready to move on from Baltimore. Mm. And, oh, by the way, that thing about the 100% guaranteed contract, eh, it's not that important really. Obviously he wants to get paid at this point. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe that that, you know, if those reports are indeed true, that would kind of kickstart the interest on Lamar Jackson from other teams, which has not come. And I'm wondering why. If if he's not tied and he's not going to be uh, demanding a one hundred percent guaranteed contract from any team long term, is he still not? I mean, he's still talented. He's still a former MVP. Mm-hmm. He can change a franchise. I just I, I I'm I'm not quite gauging or understanding the lack of interest right now in Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. Other than especially if if his contract demands are not what they say to be, you know. Again, it's it all. Kind of points to do these owners do they speak to each other about these matters and are decisions made at that level that owners want to protect themselves if they ever get into similar situations. I don't know. To me, Lamar Jackson is not only extremely well respected by the teammates in Baltimore, he has been sort of the face of that franchise for uh, for a long period of time. I I don't get how it's gotten to this point, to be quite honest with you. I really don't. Neither do I. And Ozzie Newsome, who's the uh, Ravens executive
2: vice president, apparently went on the Bernie Kosar show. Who knew that was a thing? Uh, But he was asked about you know, the Lamar Jackson situation and his quote was every club has to do what they have to do with contracts I don't worry about what other people do but our owner did say that contract did create some problems we have to figure out if that's going to be the norm or is that an outlier we don't know the hope around the NFL for people like Steve Bashotti, who that quote was attributed to through Ozzie Newsom and Ozzie Newsom in front offices all over the league the hope is that it's an outlier They don't want to give one hundred percent guaranteed contracts. That's that's quite clear. No, yeah, that is quite clear. But that's also Ozzie Newsom saying something that uh yeah, out loud that everybody knew was the
0: case. Yeah. Yeah, listen. So so again, it it's I, I don't know I don't know where this whole thing ends up, but I I do know that that everything that they've done in Baltimore, I don't know what if it works without Lamar Jackson and I don't know why if if I, I again, it this whole thing is just it's unfortunate to me. Yes. It really really is. And and the idea because when you take a look going forward here, you've got a couple of quarterbacks and Justin Herbert but primarily Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, they have been been um, sort of viewed in, historically a lot like the Cardinals have. Uh-huh. Mom and pop shop not exactly throwing money around yep. and how? what are they going to do if this thing becomes a trend? If Joe Burrow is next up and he wants to make this an issue huh. And why wouldn't he? And why wouldn't he? But again, but, but again do, do, does the NFL Players Association, do they want this collectively? They don't.
2: And what I think is important to most quarterbacks that are stepping up into the on-deck circle to get paid, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and I'm leaving Lamar Jackson out of the mix, I think the most important thing is surpassing the amount of guaranteed money the last guy signed for. That's what the big thing is. And I think that's a no-brainer for Burrow in Cincinnati. I don't know if he's going to you know, push the same buttons that Lamar Jackson did. And if he does... I mean that would be a fascinating study if if the Bengals said okay here's 100% guaranteed and kind of threw another can of gasoline on that fire that the NFL uh, is trying to put out. It's it, it's crazy I I think Burroughs, you know, Cincinnati, you're right, their reputation is is one thing. They would be absolutely nuts. Not to yeah. throw a gigantic contract yeah. at Joe Burrow that surpasses anything we've seen outside of the 100% guarantee from Deshaun Watson.
0: So, so again, I, I don't know why the NFL just doesn't get together and collectively as owners stop this escrow rule that we've talked about Um, that's at the root of why the NFL owners don't like this. Well, there's a lot of reasons they don't like this. They like to be able to cut players who are injured and say, well, you're off the books. Yeah. <laughs> they do like you know, that. yeah. And, and again, I, I just, I, I really admire Lamar Jackson for fighting this fight. If that's where his heart was, if he thought I'm going to do something super solid for every generation of player who has had to go through the same garbage I've had to go through to prove myself, if that's been his motive, I admire that. But talk about reading the room wrong. Yeah, if you're Lamar Jackson and you're going to get most of that money anyways, you are.
2: But it's it's mostly on principle, mm-hmm. and a one man fight in your own contract negotiation does not wear to fight that. No, if the NFLPA really wanted to make a dent, they would play hardball in the next CBA negotiation. That's it. That's it. Now it probably would amount to nothing, and, and we'd we'd see and we'd because, see scab players well,
5: playing, football playing football. Well, here's <laughs> the other thing, though. We're, we're saying there's a solidarity a collusion almost among the owners. There obviously wasn't that among the players, or else every big quarterback that came after yes. Deshaun Watson would have been doing what Lamar Jackson is doing. Because human
2: well. nature sets in. You know how hard it is to say no to $160 million? Guaranteed no, I don't. On principle? No, neither do I. I'm imagining it's pretty difficult. $160 guaranteed, I'd take. <laughs>
0: No, listen, I, I, and I think, I think this is something, too, where NFL owners are like, no, they would rather protect their quarterbacks by changing the rules and by not allowing people to touch them. Yes. That's how they want to protect them. They don't want to give them financial guarantees because that's out of their pocket. Yeah, and again, and it can't become an NFLPA issue because how many people are in the NFLPA? Seven hundred six, something like that. A lot of people. Okay, you're, you're talking about thirty-two quarterbacks, probably about fifteen real elite franchise guys. So you're going to change your entire negotiating strategy for your top fifteen quarterbacks? Yeah, that's not. That's not a union. That's it not it, a good union. It There's is a
2: quarterback issue. league, though.
0: Without quarterbacks, you don't but, have
5: a league. He's right, though, because then once it becomes uh for the quarterbacks then it becomes for the long snapper the wide receiver yeah. well not the long <laughs> snappers but you know what i mean the star uh-huh. the superstar well, wide receiver where you draw the line the yeah. superstar right. pass rusher right. the cornerback yeah all those impact positions like at what uh, yeah at what point do you draw the line that they're not good enough impactful enough to get the guaranteed money yeah
2: Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks are headed to Chase Field for one night only. December 8th tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets right now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Coming up next, it's been gone for a couple of days, so you know it's going to be extra fire today. The Bickley Blast is straight ahead. Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.